Thank you for tuning in to CCF Lowell's podcast. Wherever you are, we pray that you would be encouraged by today's message. To learn more about us, please visit www.ccflowell.org. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Sunday after Thanksgiving. Huh. All the good food that we ate. And the good people who came to visit you. I believe many came from far and near to enjoy meals with you. And we are thankful, we are thankful to God for that. It's another opportunity to, even if you don't give thanks, to say thank you, Jesus, for all the wonderful and all the good things you do in our lives. You know, thankful. Being thankful. There are a lot of times we forget what the Lord has done and we set our eyes on big things and we lose sight of the intangibles. And it's my prayer that this morning God will open our eyes and we will see how good he has been to me, to you, to the church, to our community and to the country. And that we will always give thanks and give praise to him because he is worthy. Hallelujah. One thing I like about this church is this church teaches the full gospel of God. Don't take part of scripture and then leave the rest out. And one aspect of scripture is thanksgiving. And we give thanks because we can eat what we want, when we want it, with whom we want it, at what time we want it. God is good. And because God is good, and there is also power. Do you know there is power in giving praise and thanks? Huh. There is power. Maybe you have not witnessed or probably experienced that before, but I pray that this morning you and I shall experience the power in giving thanks to the living God. Amen. I have one, uh, what do you call it, prayer topic, and we are not going to pray. We are going to give thanks. So please keep that in mind. We're giving thanks shortly to God. I don't know if you have an estranged relationship with a son, a daughter, a family member, a friend, somebody you desire so much to talk to. But one way or the other, we hurt them. Or they hurt you. And because of that, they moved away. Or probably they are even a block away from your house, but you have purpose in your heart. You're not going to talk to them again. Or probably they said they're not going to talk to you again. If there is anybody like that, this very moment, we want to give thanks for this life of such people who have moved away and told you that they will never reconnect with you and you hurt at night and you don't know what to do. The power of praise this morning shall bring a restoration. So can we please just bow our heads and just give thanks. If you don't have anyone, give thanks on behalf of those who are hurting because of loved ones who have moved away because they were hurt because of a certain situation. And Father, we thank you. We give thanks. We give praise. In the midst of this difficulty, we say thank you. We thank you because of your power. 
We thank you because of what you are able to do through praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to the king. Amen. Amen. Did you believe that? Well, I believe that. And I will not be surprised that before service end, you may get a test message. I believe that. This morning we have come to give thanks to the living God. Hallelujah. And you may ask yourself, why do we have to give thanks? That is one good question we want to ask ourselves this morning. Why do I, do you, have to give thanks? We give thanks because God is the one doing everything. He's the one behind everything. It's not you. It's not me. It's God who is doing everything. He's at the center of it all. He is the one who's got it together. That's why we give thanks to him. So when you rise up in the morning and you have no reason because of what you went through a night before, you give thanks because he's the one doing everything for you and I. And this morning we have come to remember all the good things he has done for us. And so we give thanks. It is sad that sometimes we think we've got it all together. It is his air we breathe. He's doing everything so that every morning you have abundant air to breathe. Enough water to cook, to bath, water the land. He's the one doing it. Not me, not you. That's why we give thanks to the living God. Because he's behind all these and he's doing all of that for us. When you read the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 45, the Bible talks about Mary being visited by an angel. And the angel told him what God had in store for mankind and what God was going to do through her. This is what Mary did. Luke 1 45. He said that blessed is he. No, no, this is what she was told. Blessed is she that believe for there shall be a performance of those things that were told her from the Lord. There is a performance in there. Mary believed and there was a performance. God is the one who performs. He performs everything in our lives. And when he said there shall be a performance, the great thing is about to happen. How can a mere woman, an, what do you call a virgin, know nobody, conceive, give birth, the son will die. She had no hand in it. God was the one performing. There shall be a performance. I give thanks because God is the one performing all these things. Because any performance you have ever thought of is out of our jurisdiction. You don't have the power to perform anything. I do not. The church does not. Not the apostle. God does. He's behind everything. And that's why we want to give him thanks and give him praise. Because he's the one performing everything that happens in our life. Not you. Imagine if you and I were left alone. To do our stuff. And then you will realize how helpless we are. We are helpless without God. If he doesn't perform it, that's it. We go to market basket. We walk through the aisles. You pick what you want. Because somebody else 
is into agriculture somewhere, planted. That the person who planted the seed, just put it in the soil, went to bed. Never knew what will happen. But all of a sudden, they return and there is a germination. It pops up from the ground. Who did that? Me? The farmer? He only planted the seed. Went to bed. Came back. Boom. They are all coming up. And we go to Market Basket, Hannaford, and we see the fruit of all these things. God is the one who performs all these things. Imagine if we just say, no, he's not. We got it all together because sometimes we are blinded by our little successes. Then you say, okay, it's okay. If you think you are the one behind it, go ahead. Create your own air and breathe it. I'm taking it back. Just create yours and do it. Uh, two days before my mom passed, I got a call from my sister. And she said, mom has collapsed. And they are going to put oxygen on her. We have to pay it before they do that. In America, you are blessed. Services are provided before you pay. But where I'm from, mm -mm, cash and carry. You bring the cash, we give you oxygen. So quickly, we have to organize, get money, and send to her. So that they will put oxygen on her. Oxygen created by man. Very expensive. And for those of you who work in the hospitals or have had an experience in the health sector, you know oxygen is very, very expensive. Now imagine God just taking the, this oxygen away just for two minutes. Or probably we are able to generate our own air and then we queue up like gas to buy them. He's the one behind it. Or probably he takes away the water. You know he created his own water? They process it and they bring it to a house and we think that is all. No, he is the one who performs all this. Have you ever wondered why we don't run out of water? Where are they coming from? An unedness supply of water. And then man will say, oh, you can take your water. We got it all together. Okay. What will you do? Oh, I'm going to put this chemical. I'm going to put that and put them together. Oh, you're going to use the raw material to create this. Okay, I take away my raw materials too. What would you say? He is the one behind everything. And that's why we give him thanks. So we want to have that picture that it's God who is doing everything. That's why you want to come and not just here, but in our own houses, give thanks and praise to him. Yes. And do you know he's got everything together? You know you are being sustained day in and day out because of him? Let's read something from the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 6, verse 16 to 17. It says, By him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things were created and exist through him. You exist through God. You exist through Jesus. I exist through him. That is why we give thanks and that's why we give praise because he's worthy. It continues saying in the 17 that he himself existed and before all things and in him all things hold together. All things, including you, including me, your businesses, your city, the peace in this land, 
all things hold together because of him. That's why we give thanks. That's why we give praise to him because we do nothing. Oh, but I wake up in the morning, I go to work and I make... eh? Oh, I'm able to perform this physical activity and that. Mm. He is the one behind all these things. In Psalm 127, verse 1, the Bible says, let me read it. Except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord builds the house. Except the Lord knit your family together and make it one. Except the Lord establish your business. Except the Lord grant you success in your studies. Except the Lord grant us peace in this land. The laborers, they work in vain. It is not you. It's God. Oh, I've been able to do this in my hometown. I've been able to do that in my neighborhood. This is what I did even at work and I got promotion. Yeah. You did not. God is stating right here. Except the Lord watch over the city. The watchman does that in vain. When we are going to sleep, we lock our doors. Do a whole bunch of stuff and we feel so secured. But there is a greater and a higher power that watch over you every night. That keeps you every night. And early in the morning, he will wake you up. Do you know that it's God who gives you sleep at night? Yeah, it's stated right here. Psalm 127, verse 2. If you continue getting to the end, he says that he giveth his beloved sleep. Except the Lord gives you sleep. That's why we give him thanks. So you notice that everything around you and I is God. Oh, I'm able to walk. God. I'm able to breathe. God. And he deserves all the praise. And all the honor. So you remember that our laboring and our working. mm -hmm, And if you succeed in anything, you realize that this is God. This can only be God. And that's why we need to acknowledge him in all we do. But as human as we are, there are instances that we think we got it together. Oh, I had an interview. Man, I studied. I prepared. Man, I give it to them. I just got a job. <laughs> because you think you prepared. Mm. Oh, I have that piece of land. I called the architect. I had my own plan. I had the vision. I explained everything to them. Boom. They erected the building. I did it. You did not. But we are mistaken sometimes to do that. I'll give you two examples of those who thought they got it all together and what became of them. We want to avoid that. We always want to give God the praise and the honor. There was once a rich man in the Bible In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 16 to 20. This man was rich and he was doing well agriculturally. So one day, this is what happened. He told, this was Jesus telling them, what do you call it? A parable about a man, a certain rich man, in abundance. So I start from the 17, Luke 12, 17. He told himself, or he thought to himself, what shall I do? 
I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down bounds and build bigger ones. And I will store my surplus again. I will say to myself, you have plenty of grain up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, make merry. But God said to him, Fool, this very night is gone. This scripture is more about storing our treasures in heaven, not really on earth. But as I was going through this, I realized that maybe I've been like this man. Oh, my academic achievement is God. But I tell myself, oh no, I spent time. I studied, I studied. Whilst my friends were playing, I was in the library reading. I did it. Family knitted together. Oh, I did it. Oh, I disciplined them. Oh, I say this, I say that. This is is why it is working. That's a big lie. God, it's not you. There was once another great king called Nebuchadnezzar. From the book of Daniel, chapter 4. This man, he was a great king. So one day he woke up, and as he was walking on top of his building, this is what he said. This is from the verse 30 to Daniel 4. Is not this great Babylon I have built as my royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? And the Bible continued to say that even as the words were on his lip, a voice came from heaven. And this man was turned into a beast. We need to acknowledge God. Because a lot of times we go with I, 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 I. It's not you. It's not me. That is why we give thanks to him. Hallelujah. That's why we give him thanks all the time. And after he has gone through this ordeal, stay in the bushes, uh, eating with uh, animals, and, and, and of course, play with the lions and the rest. The Bible talks about his sanity being restored. And the moment this was restored, this is what he said. Verse 34, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven and my sanity was restored. And I praised the most high. I honored and glorify him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the people here on earth. And nobody can hold his hand and say to him, what have you done? You can't hold the hand of God. He is behind all this. But this man had to go through this before he realized that, huh, it is God who is behind all these things. And he does it as he pleases. Have there been situations in your life where you thought, I did it, I conquered, I made it, I've come this far because of me? This morning, be thankful. Because God is the one behind everything that is going on. Jesus Jesus himself told us, John chapter 15, verse 5. Jesus said, without me, you are nothing. Without him, you are nothing. 
I know that without him, I am nothing. Maybe you also know that without him, you are nothing. This day, if you are here and you don't know about Jesus, you can be somebody when you accept him. That is who he is. I wrote something down here uh, and I hope it comes out well. What you call something is nothing without God. What makes your something something is because God calls it something. If God does not call it something, our something is nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so we can sit back and say that, huh, this is God. This can only be God. And because he's the one behind all these, that's why we come and give him praise. That's why we are thankful every morning. That's why we are thankful every moment of our lives. Just to let him know that we are grateful. But there is something that goes beyond the thanksgiving. That is usually hidden from our eyes. And I pray that this morning as we read through this scripture, God will open our eyes that as we give thanks, because he's behind everything, the performer of everything, there is more to it. Let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 17. 17 to verse 11 to 19. Book of Luke 17. It reads, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And they went. They, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when, he's, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus, at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise up, go. Your faith has made you well. Some version, rise up and go. You have received salvation or you have been saved. I believe you've heard of this scripture and over and over and over again. So these are lepros. These are people who have leprosy, leopards. And according to their time, if you had leprosy, you cannot mingle with the public or the general public. You are always afar. And literally, I know sometimes, even when you are passing by, they have bells and we are coming, we are passing by, we are passing by. So you make way for them to pass. Otherwise, they are kept outside of the city. And then they heard of this Jesus passing by, like, let's try our luck. Let's call upon him, Master, have mercy. The Bible says that they cried out with a loud voice. And I believe that you and I, when we are also in some dare situation, we cry to God with loud voices Help me, Jesus. Help me, son of God. They cried unto him so that they will be healed. Under normal circumstances, I would have loved Jesus to put his hands on me and say, Yao, or Francis, I heal you. Like, yes. He didn't do that. He said, go, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible said, on their way, because they obeyed. They were all cleansed. Only one of them decided to come back to Jesus. 
and give thanks. And he was asking, eh, were there not 10 of them? Were there not 10 of you? Why is this only one coming here? A Samaritan, a foreigner. Is it the only one who saw that? I believe Jesus is asking the same question in our time. Were there no many who received answers to their prayers? Were there no many who went on their knees and cried unto me? Why is it that when the prayers were answered, we never went back to say thank you? Why? We forgot. I look at this scripture and I see 10, one out of 10. That's about 10%. So I'm asking myself, of all the people who go to God for answers to their prayers with their petition, is the Bible suggesting that only 10% out of the 100 always go back to say thank you to God? And suppose that is the situation. My question this morning is, which of the groups do you belong to? The 10% or the 90? Are you the one that returned? Or the nine that realized that, man, we are healed, we are gone. Now we can mingle. Do you always give thanks when your prayers are answered? I pray that the Holy Spirit will remind you and I this very moment. And the Lord will, will just help you remember that, hey, he did this, he did that, he did that. I need to give thanks. And right away you give thanks to him. There are a lot of things in this scripture that we want to learn. One thing I noticed from there too, they came to him with a loud voice. And the Bible said that this man, when he realized that the Lord has been so good to him, by healing him, making it possible for him to now go and mingle with the rest, back to the family, this is what this man did. And I think maybe we did not catch that. Verse 13 says, he called out with a loud voice to Jesus. Jesus heard them. He said, go show yourself. And this is what happens in the verse 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God with that same loud voice. We pray with passion. We shout. But when it's done, we forget that same voice, that same loud voice to come to God and say, we are grateful. We are thankful. There have been instances we've gathered right here in this room to pray for America and God heard us. We've been here to pray for other countries. God heard us. And I believe you also go on your knees every minute, every second, giving thanks, sorry, asking God for many things. But do we go giving thanks with that same voice? Not only that, the Bible continues to say that he threw himself at the feet of Jesus. There are instances, you'll be here, you see people laying down, throwing themselves at the altar because of what Jesus has done for them. We should be careful not, not to judge because they know what God has done for them. And there are instances when you feel like laying down before the Lord, this is your father's arm. Go right there on your knees, lay prostrate before him because he will receive that praise too. It's a man throwing himself right there at Jesus. One thing that baffles me though in that scripture was why Jesus asked them to go and see the, uh, the priest to declare that they are cleansed. Not because they had hospitals at that time. They were doctors. Why were the priests 
the only ones who could show or can give you a certificate of healing of the leopard. I, I thought about it, and then I was trying to convince myself that did God give these priests special powers? Or those who became priests, were they taken through schooling? But one thing that was very clear to me was, if I am that medical doctor in that city who's supposed to give that certificate of cleansing, and my own daughter, son, mother, family member, relative, a very good friend has this leprosy, it is very easy for me to give them even a certificate without them being not cleansed. Oh, you will not do that. God bless you. <laughs> I will. Because in mankind's heart, nepotism, partiality. So they would declare you healed when they are not. But I believe the priests were put on the high pedestal with a high integrity. They will not lie. They will speak the mind of God. So when they give you that certificate, everybody knows that where is that coming from? It's coming from the priest. Then you are healed. That is the way God has also given to us as pastors, elders, group leaders, integrity. So that when you declare that this is true, we will all know that this is true. And I believe, as I said, that you're only thinking about those sitting up front here. The Bible says that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Now you are part of that priesthood. You are also a priest. Will your word be reliable? So that when men hear that, they say, ah, because this person said it, we are good. It's true. Not only that, after this man has presented, to G, presented himself to Jesus, this is what happens. And that is where I want us to pay attention to. He told him in the verse 19, rise up and go. Your faith has made you well. So I'm asking myself, those who were healed, were they not well? Is it possible to be healed and still not be well? And that if I want wellness, I want, I want the Lord's full uh, health in my body, I always have to run back to him and say, thank you for what you have done. Because there's, that's why I said, there is something beyond thanksgiving. This man came back, giving thanks to the Lord, and boom, we realized, I wouldn't have thought of that, that, oh, after I'm healed, I need to get to the next level. But he came, and Jesus said, rise up and go. Boom. You've been made well. You've been made whole. You have been saved. And I believe this morning as we come bearing thanksgiving and praise to the living God for all the good things he has done, he's also going to tell you this morning, rise up and you go home because he has made you whole. He has made you well. He has saved you from accidents. He's saving you from calamities because you have chosen to give him thanks and to give him praise. Hallelujah. He is a good God. He is a good God. There's nothing wrong when you cry out with a loud voice to praise the living God. Because he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Worthy of the praise. And worthy of the thanksgiving. Father, we thank you. And we give you praise. Are you ready to give God thanks this morning? Because it's not just this. Because there's something beyond that. Which your eyes may not see. But as we choose to give him praise and give him thanks this morning, there will be a total turnaround, I believe that. So, those of you who know, I went back home, right? I spent a lot of time back home when I went for my mom's burial. After the burial, my dad collapsed. And we spent a lot of time at the hospital. 
So I had to stay there. Now, whilst there, I had to do homework. You know, I'm also a student. And I didn't have the mind to do it. Even days that I felt I am mentally strong to do something, I did not have internet connection. So <laughs> it was tough catching up with academic work. Uh, I sent emails to my um, instructors. Well, they were generous enough to give me some days that, hey, these are the number of days we can give to you so that you can catch up. I could not catch up until I returned. So when I return, I have access to internet. I'm ready to go. So I started doing all the assignment, put them together, da, 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 submitted them. And when you submit, it says late submission. I'm like, I don't care. I still want to submit them. So I submitted them and I sent an email to them that, uh, uh, this is this week, oh, not don't, this this week. I have submitted my work. I know it comes with penalty. Uh, can you grade it? And then the answer came, no. <laughs> I was sad, so I complained to my wife. Thank God for my wife. <laughs> I'm a whiner. I, <laughs> I complained to her. But just when I complained to her, I was going, going to the office to do work. And then it just dawned on me. Why don't you give thanks? I'm like, nope. I was rather thinking about how wicked it is, how inconsiderate they are, that after going through this, going through that, you should just allow me to do that. No. Rules are rules. So uh, it took me a while, but I managed to say, thank you. I don't even know why I'm thanking you, but thank you, Lord. <laughs> Should I say thank you that they are not grading the work? And this is me having a conversation with God. So I managed to just matter it out and then go. Two days afterwards, I receive an email. Francis, next time you should communicate well. We are going to grade all the work for you. Huh? <laughs> you are? This is what God can do. You may be going through difficulties, but this morning we have come to give thanks. It may be difficult to give it, but I'm telling you, there is something beyond that. There is something beyond that. I would like us to look at a few things. I call them intangibles that make you and I ungrateful. Because, well, not, well, it's not you. Thank God for you because I'm ungrateful. It happens all the time. All the time. But we have to be grateful to the Lord. Just as one person, the 10% or one out of the 10 went to Jesus and give thanks. I want that to be me. We have to be grateful for the little things. Because the moment you begin to acknowledge and see these little, little things, thanksgiving, praise will never depart from your mouth. When you eat food and it gets into the stomach, the tummy, what happens there? You don't know. You have no idea what is going in there. But we have been told by science, a lot of things go in there and the, the, the system, this body itself, is able to extract the nutrients. How that happens, I have no idea. Yet, my eyes are set on big things and I want to thank God. I'm like, God, I want to really, really thank you and give you praise for what this great thing. No, look at these little, little things. You have the nails to scratch yourself. When it's itchy. And you think it's nothing. Wait until you lose all the nails. And then you will know. We have the thumb 
to tie, make knots. Wait until you lose it and then you realize that you cannot button your shirt or your, your dress no more. You have the ability to remember every morning. And I always thank folk for that. I wake up in the morning and I seem to remember everything that has happened in my life right from infancy. And that happens to you too. Thank God you know where you are from. You still remember where you were born. You know how to get to your work. You think it's, it's, it's like that? Huh. Mm. Mm -mm. Be thankful for the ability to remember. Oh, we are working, but the salary is no good. Hey, you are working. Some are not working. They are not working. They have nothing. But we work and we complain. And the, the, the salary is no good. Oh God, oh God. Somebody's waiting in line for you to lose that job. They will apply for it. We are ungrateful. We have a place to lay our heads. Yet when we drive through the city, oh man, I wish I had a house. Man, I want to live in that neighborhood. Yeah. Be grateful for where you are. As we talk now, there are a few of us, some of us, who are under the bridge. The, 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 sometimes I wonder how they survive that. One time my brother Russell took me to another place because he's into that ministry, ministering to these people who do not have a place to sleep. And <sighs> Me, getting out of my own house. I was, I'm sorry, the car. I was freezing like that, shivering. But they were there. Be grateful. Intangibles. Oh, I wish I had that car. Hey, you have a bicycle? Be grateful. Some are not even able to walk. And they are grateful to God. We have the feet to walk. We don't have a car. Don't worry, the cars will come. But be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Otherwise, we'll be blinded. All these. Now, one thing I like to praise God and give thanks is, when I give thanks to God, when you give thanks to God, do you know God himself show up? He does. He does show up. You read the scriptures. There's never been any circumstance, any situation where people gave praise, thanksgiving, and then God will send an angel to come and get that. No, your prayers, my prayers, angels are always dispatched. Bring answers. And the Bible says in Revelation, they present our prayers like incense before the angels. But when you give thanks, that is not for an angel to carry that. He comes into our situation. So when you come and every morning you are wondering, why do they always start with praises and worship every morning? It's because we know God comes in right here. And he's here as we are praising his holy name. And if you are also going through any situation, any difficulty, remember, as you give him things, as difficult as it is, he comes in. He habits the praise. And I tell you, he will also tell, tell you, rise up and go. You have been made whole. I'll share two more things with you and I'll bring this to an end. When we give thanks, it provokes the power of increase. When we give thanks, there is a release of increase in our lives. And that's why I choose to give thanks. I may not see it, but I know beyond the thanksgiving, there is a provocation in the spiritual realm for me to increase on every side. And the Bible tells us that. Even about Jesus on the wilderness, together with the disciples, they had to feed 5,000, and he didn't do it just once. 
many occasions. But one thing I loved about that is the food was nothing. Was it five loaves and two fishes? And under normal circumstances, the disciples were like, let them go. We can feed them. Of course, you cannot feed them with that. Personally, I can eat those five loaves with the two. <laughs> There's no way you can use that to fill about 5,000 and over people. But the Bible tells me that Jesus gave thanks before he broke it. And the little that he had was increased and it was multiplied. I do not know the power behind that, but I know that if it's little and I still give thanks, there will be an increase somewhere. Amen. Amen. In the book of Acts 247, the Bible talks about God adding to the number. There was an increase in the church. But if you pay attention, if you take your time, read it. Just before the Bible talks about there was increase, they were added, the numbers were added to the church, the Bible said they were giving thanks. Right. Just after the thanks. Right. You want your check to grow. Not just in numerical numbers. If you want an increase, thanks. Increase on every side. Thanks. Because that is what he does. Another thing that happens when we give thanks, this is the last point. Is giving thanks releases the power of God's deliverance. God deliver us in mysterious ways, just as he delivered me this week. <laughs> because I don't know, I would have failed. <laughs> and I don't want to fail. I just gave thanks and boom, deliverance right there. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 23, I want you to pay attention because I will connect it to something. This is what God's speaking. I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make your enemies turn their backs and run. God sending terror. I had fun with that. I don't know if I can even say that here. You want to have fun here? God sending terror. He has terror. He sends it. It's called a terrorist. Yes, he terrorizes the enemies who will rise up against you. He will never allow them to come your way. Keep that in mind as we go through. So, Jehoshaphat, another king, a man became a king. One time, the Bible says the Moabites and the Ammonites, they rose up against this man. This king chose not to go to war with the weapons of destruction. They had it. They had the ammunition. They have these things to fight. They selected few people, leaders, and praise God. And what did they do? Oh, give thanks to the Lord our God because he's good. That was it. Oh, give thanks. That was all. Boom. God, uh, there was an ambush. The enemies who have risen up against them, destroy. Deliverance in giving thanks. I believe they had all this weapon to fight. But what they did not have was a praise that would do the battle for them. And I believe God is here. It's not only here. He's in your car. In your house. And whenever we choose to give him praise, to give thanks to him, there will be an increment on every side and there will be a deliverance. And I pray that this morning there shall be a deliverance in all our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? I want you to start, think, start thinking about the very things that you think are bothering you. Because we're going to give ourselves an opportunity. If you're online, 
We also, you can just drop something in on the line. Just test. This is what you want. We're going to give thanks on behalf of everyone in your situation. And let's see the power of God bring deliverance. Let's see the power of God bring an increase in all that we do. Let's see God take us to the next level where he tells you and I, rise up and go for you have been made whole because we chose to give thanks. When we pray, that's what I believe. When I pray, I'm trusting God to do it. That's what we do, right? But when I give thanks, he has already done it. Difference between the two. This morning, we are not just trusting him, but we've believed already that he's done it. And because you believe that, and because I believe that, we want to be on 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 our legs. I mean, if you are able to stand. And we just want to go before him. If there is any pertinent issue that you have fought, I have prayed over and over. I don't see anything. This morning, the altar is open. There will be people here who will give thanks on your behalf. I would like you to come up front. Let's present it to the God, the God, the Lord our God through thanksgiving. We just want to go, just give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Thank you for the situation. Thank you for the lack. Thank you for this. Thank you for the sickness. Thank you for what I went through. And I believe that God himself will turn things around. There shall be a deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray the Lord has used this message to speak to you today. If you'd like to stay connected, please subscribe to our weekly podcasts. We pray God's blessing over you wherever you are and wherever you go.